when will Pep sign a black striker? Oh, oh dear. What a question. You, you thought I was going to stop? You thought, you thought when you silenced me last episode, I was going to let this go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but... but finish the episode, I'm, bro, before this guy says something. I'm seeing... Nah, do you know what? I'm even joining in. I'm seeing, like, oh, City's bro. predicted lineup for next season, yeah? Hmm. Bro, hmm. there's no melanin. Hmm. Homelander FC. Mm. Vardio is going to come in mm-hmm. And then there's Stones mm-hmm. There's Diaz There's mm-hmm. Walker might not even be staying Ah, oh, it's mm-hmm. mad still What that all, guy's doing is crazy All I'm saying is The last black striker that uh, Pep bought Was Thierry Henry And he played him on the left Anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that that might have been racist still No way you're doing that to Henry fam Isn't it? You see, do you know who signs black strikers? Mourinho Jose Yep Jose He's just black players in general Do you know what I'm saying He's African at heart bro You see the way he's riding out for Africa bro My man said Everyone should play for their home country um, He might what not be Pep Portuguese say? He might be Angolan yeah, yeah, He might be Angolan Mozambican What was his parents doing in In Mozambique in 1942 hmm? yeah. We don't know We don't know but Pep at least yeah I just, I just want to, I just want to see him. I just want to see him with some melanin in his team, man. That's all. That's, I just, you know, I just, it's been long enough. We're in 2023. You know, you can have some black people, normal people. Uh, <laughs> Do you think he'll cheat Osman the same way he cheated Haaland? Like, he didn't even wish. He didn't wish Tori a happy birthday, bro. What do you think he's gonna do for Osman? Crazy out here, man. C don't deserve no success. No success until they bring back Sean Gold. Coming like Leo Messi, like Messi, I don't miss these shots. Probing, coming too techie, too techie, controlling the dots. Bro's moving the cane like Levy, like Levy, by the cane on ups. I'm in the baller's corner, get bored up if you talk on us. Coming like Leo Messi, like Messi, I don't miss these shots. Probing, coming too techie, too techie, controlling the dots. Bro's moving the cane like Levy, like Levy, by the cane on ups. I'm in the baller's corner, get bored up if you talk on us. Go on, Carl. I was just gonna say, bun punch, man. <laughs> Is it? I swear, bro, I didn't want it in the first place, and now I've actually seen him in the tracksuit, bro. I want it even less. <laughs> What's all this stuff did? about, oh, like, um, managerial aura, and, like, because you're sitting down and, uh, and oh, they put a, a low angle upwards. Don't on listen the, to Twitter, man. So they're saying, oh, he's got aura. People, Shut up, man. That, that stuff is all weird. I, I still don't know what constitutes as all. Like, I think they just look at people and they kind of fancy them, isn't it? That's right. I and said it, yeah. Like, and someone was like, oh, but you're bored. So it, that was shut down. I said, but I said, cool, but fair, I'm making a point. What? Is he saying to the people that raided Mudrick, bro? No. <laughs> I think he's one but of the first players. You... I think he's one of the first players where his stock online is what, like, Really pushed his uh, value, fam. I, I don't know. Do you bro, know where it is? Someone had the under a hundred, a thousand career minutes, fam. Do you know where it is? Is Arsenal fans? I promise you, they can gas anything. Yeah, that's when true. Arsenal were linked with Mudrik, you would have thought he was like they were saying he'll come in and replace Martinelli. He's gonna do this. He's gonna add this. So then, when we were like about to grab him, I was like, I, like, I watched him and I was like. These lot, yeah, the misinformation they've spread on this app. This guy's not good. Well, okay, let me not say he's not good, but he's not. He's not that. Like, he's raw. 
he's barely played like a season, a full season of of games, fam, at the top level. But hey, speaking of Poch, he's come in now, and for a while the the team uh, we're affiliated with have have been in need of a striker. We let go of number twenty nine, Crow's favorite op. Arsenal, Arsenal. Hey, put him in the mud, get splashed. Come on, <laughs> that's Arsenal's problem now. But yeah, we're on the market for a striker, and there's so many different profiles, so many different options, all at like a hefty cost. I don't think we'll be able to get a striker on this market for less than sixty million. Whether it's Colo Muani, uh, Lautaro. Um, Osimhen, even flipping Vlahovic, Hoyland, like they're just bare people that potentially we've been linked to different profiles. And I wanted to ask you lot, like your thoughts. First of all, out of those strikers, who who's your preference? Not even for Chelsea, but just in general, like this, their play style and why. South UF. Um. Well, unfortunately, I think he's not on the list because of um his off the field um issues. But I think Ivan Tony would have been perfect. Mm. I think he would have been perfect for Chelsea because I feel like for for a player to do well at Chelsea, you either have to have like you have to be really really rugged. But you also have to have that technical side, and we saw you have a. I feel like that ruggedness just was not there. Like, and when I mean ruggedness, I also I mean it in the sense of you're very very physical, um, but or you you don't mind that physical side of the game, but you have to be able to link play link play with your back to goal. And I feel like Havertz could do that, but the back to goal issue was like no, that wasn't there. Like, and you see it maybe in glimpses where like in in some games, but sometimes it would be against lower position. Um, and it wasn't consistent enough. Even this whole technique thing, like people saying, "Oh yeah, he's got technique, he's got technique." Like we weren't seeing that con- technique on a consistent basis. Sometimes, see it, yeah. Um, I feel like Tony, he's he's done it at a small club. Um, I think his playing style is quite similar to Kane, who, in the ideal world, if let's say it was a younger Kane, I think that's someone. And obviously, he didn't have the Tottenham links and Levy never letting him and anyone from them move to Chelsea. I think that's someone that would, again, very much suit Chelsea style because you have a striker who's essentially also able to drop very, very deep. Um, a lot of other runners with the wingers that Chelsea have got to up, um, to run into those spaces and, and like just cause havoc. But also someone that can like playmake as well, like dominate mm-hmm. in the air despite his, his height, um, Tony, I mean. Um, yeah, so if they're willing to wait until January and do it, I think that's that's someone to go for. Everyone else in my head is kind of kind of got question marks um or simmons price tag is nuts um and is I that the main thing for you yeah his price tag it's not even just that i feel like he's not he wasn't even he wasn't even as good as what lukaku was and and when i mean uh, lukaku was in 2020 20 was it 2020 21 22 yeah 2020 to 2021 yeah. Uh, well, yeah even both, both 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 of his first two seasons in in italy um but it seems that like he's just getting way more hype for it, which I, it's kind of weird to me. But I think we've spoken amongst ourselves already. We, I feel like Lukaku is just a, a meme on Twitter anyway, um, just for a variety of reasons. 
Um, I know Karel will probably say Vlahovic. Maybe I need to see more of him. But from what hey, I've hey, seen, hey, hey, don't take my thunder, yeah. You say this boy's <laughs> name with respect, okay? The guy said question marks, question marks. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> uh, speak about Vlahovic. Why is Vlahovic your option, bro? That 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 is a goal scorer right there. That you see, the people forget about Vlahovic. Yeah, it's like he's actually young. Like he's actually he's actually a young player. He's twenty three. He's twenty three. So, people talk about him like he's twenty seven and washed. Yeah, he went to no, UV. No, 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 never that. He I am to... so surprised that that is your pick. You know, I just thought out of everyone on the list. Like you'll hear his name and you'll come out and say he's a bum and who? just start. Yeah, I'm sure. Nah. I can't lie, bro. Nah. Wait, who do you think I would have went for? I thought you would have said Colo Muani or something. Colo Muani, bro, that was guy was bottom of my list. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know me. You know what's mad? He's no not he's Congolese, but boy, please, you know yeah, I just forward, Congo forward like that. I thought he was a winger until uh, six months ago. He's Bro. one of them wide. Yeah, players, he's like man. a wide. Yeah, yeah I don't want to hear it, hear it man. That, like, it's it's uh, not that still. It stinks of Timo Werner. <laughs> no, but actually, speaking on what you said, F, um, you need like mental. What, what was the word you used that Havertz didn't have, but Tony did? Just ruggedness. Ruggedness. I think mentally as well, like to be a Chelsea strike, the ones that have been successful anyway. They've got that ruggedness mentally too, that sort of mentality that we just haven't seen in a while. If you look at Morata, he was like confidence player, a bit shy, didn't have that sort of mentality. Conte once said what Morata is the kind of guy that you'll let your daughter marry. Bro, no, no one's you no think, one's that, saying that, that about Diego Costa. Yeah, it's real. That's the thing. No one will say that about Diego Costa or Jogba or Enelka, but if you're saying that about Murata, that's that's telling you what you need to know. I'm sure Werner, the same thing. You'll let that guy marry your daughter. Havertz, the same thing. Like these guys just aren't basically nice guys, bro. Basically nice guys. Yeah, man. Basically, you don't want your striker to have a girl. You want her to be playing the field. You know what I'm hey, saying? Bro. I think Tony might even fit that as well, you know. Oh, I, 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 oh my God. I thought you were talking about our one for a second. <laughs> I was about to say, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa. I was no like, wait, what's going on? Oh, no, that's what panicked me for a second. <laughs> um, you're about to lock off the pods. Right. So, I was just doing some, like, calculations in it. And I genuinely want to know what is the difference between... Uh, Vlaovic and Ossiman in people's eyes because bro Ossiman scored what 50 goals for Napoli in the league in, in throughout all his seasons Wait, who, who, who comes yeah at um, Napoli joined, right? no 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 just in the league okay yeah I mean half of them were this season but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so in three seasons he scored 50 goals alright in uh, three seasons, in the last three seasons, I should say, guess how many goals Vlaovic has got? Let me go with a cheeky 52. Close. Uh, 55. Is it? Yes. 
Okay, my question now then is, since like we we can see that their goal scoring and exploits are similar, why is he above Osinamon for you? For one, um, do you know what it is? It's not even that like that deep in terms of like I think one like I don't think either of them are better at putting the ball in the goal than the other. Like the numbers speak for themselves. They can both finish. They can score goals. But I think I just like Vlaovic's game a little bit more. I think it's a little... For me, it's just a little bit tidier. And I think we will argue this, but from what I've seen, anyway, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm no aficionado of Serie A, even though I will tap him with uh, Vlaovic at, at Fiorentina them times. But he's just... I don't know. Maybe it's the left-footedness. I don't know. But he's just... He's a little bit more crisp for me. And... When people are asking this and they're saying about Chelsea specifically, I just feel like with the kind of players we've got, I don't even want to make this a Chelsea pod, but with the kind of players we've got, I just think he's a better fit. I think he just slots in nicely in that middle. I have a vision of Nkunku and Joao Felix flanking him, but obviously... Oh, that's... Oh, interesting. I yeah. feel like you're you, only you, you're the second person I've heard say that, and no one else is like with that. The only people I've spoken to you about this, I'll shout them out. Is Noah and Shori, because we was actually yeah, yeah, Shori, about this Shori's definitely said that to me, and it make it actually makes a lot of sense for that kind of like trio to to play yeah. together. Um, That's a very nice trio. But I, I wouldn't be the thing is I wouldn't be mad either way. But do you not just look at Osimhen and just think like if he came to Chelsea, there's like no go- like the goals are just gonna dry up. You know, I just think I don't think he's. I the re, re, what I can agree with you on is that technically I think Vlahovic is superior, and I don't think there's even I don't even think it's like close. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's close at all. So like when people, when I think when we've, uh, there was a chat where someone said this, and um, everyone was like, there was a bit of uproar, and I was like, okay, you lot maybe haven't watched these players then because, but this is someone who takes free kicks and that you know like you lot. Yeah, on? bro. I said this. Is what I said to them. Um, where, where I sp- turn Shory around on this is I said to him I've seen Vlavic do things with the ball that I've never seen Harlan do he said what sort of stuff what sort of stuff I said bro I <laughs> sent him a clip I sent him the clip I said bro this comp here I don't like using comps but it's a detailed comp I said it starts with him taking free kicks I said you tell me how many free kicks you've seen Harlan take okay that was point one and then even on the hold up play like I like that God, this is a bad example to use, yeah. But um, similarly to Drogba and the loosest term, right, before anyone jumps on me, they do this thing where they're holding up the ball, but they don't hold it to stay still. Like, mm. they're trying to roll, they're trying to turn, okay. or they're trying to pop yeah, and play. Yeah. I don't think he does it to the same level as Drogba, but, like, I I think when I've been watching those Drogba comps back, where it's like like not just not goals, it's just how he's like hold up play. One thing you always notice is he doesn't let defenders get near him. Like he feels where they are, he touches it, he's out. And I think when I've seen that with Vlaovic, I can see it translating. Whereas I don't know, man. You see them strikers that like to hold it and stick, and I think it kill it can kill the game a little bit. It's like it's like old school basketball, playing it to the center and letting them back yeah, down. Yeah. I don't want to see that, man. I want you in and out, pop and play and move. And again, I think with the lack of service that Vlaovic had, uh, um, 
Juve yeah, or yeah. maybe stylistically it didn't really suit his strengths. I think people have labelled him as this like lump or his bum or this flop, but mm. the player is there. The 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 while and even though his numbers aren't jumping out the roof recently, I don't think that's the be all and end all because we've seen man i.e. like Lukaku, and I'm not saying whether it's his fault, club's fault, whatever. He came from scoring 27, 26 like, goals in, in Serie A. And if, when the service didn't match the same way at Chelsea, he didn't score goals. Yeah. So it could easily happen to Osman, it could easily happen to Vlavic, but I, if you ask me for my personal preference, it's him. Ivan Tony was a great shout. My only thing... With Tony would be I, I I don't know I'm ju- I'm just trying to think how it how it translates you know like his play style yeah because it's how I look at yeah because when I look at um the transition from like a lower end team to an upper end team it, you're in different scenarios you're in different situations mm. you're you could be in 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 scenarios where you you know, you get one, two touches every so often. Mm. How does your game then translate? Because at, at Brentford, they were very happy to go back to front, always get him involved, get him touches of the ball. And then obviously when it comes to chance, you can bury them. But how does it now change when it comes when it comes to that? But with Tony, proven goal scorer at all levels. I'm not even talking about the Prem. I'm saying Championship, League One, you look, check everything. He scores goals. Mm. But again, he's out till January. So he's he's not on my list. Lautaro. It just doesn't like, it, it, it's more of a fit thing than a vi- ability because I do rate him. But it just, it just doesn't like, uh, it doesn't jump off the page for me. Yeah. Even just as an option, like you, you see these players get marketed about and like someone, and I use someone like, SMS, for example, bro. Like, how we and how when it comes to that like, SMS, I always think like, how are we at a point where you've basically been on the market for like five years? Five. No years. one since that World Cup, bro. No one's wanted him since 2018. No one's come to grab him. No one's seriously gone for him. Similarly to like Alexandro when he was at Juve, and yeah. he was just like he was just there for years. And obviously, maybe valuations put people off, but I never thought saw anyone go. You know what? Yeah, let's have a great stab at it. And if we can't get him, we can't get him. It was always just ah, that's how much he costs. Oh, we don't really care. We'll go get something else. So it's just a bit. I hear it. I actually hear it still. It's is interesting. But before we get back into it, let me just quickly do the intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ballers Corner. You're joined by myself, Jeff, Carell, and F. How are we doing today, lads? We're good, man. Decent, decent. Everyone, everyone feeling the Pochettino stuff, yeah? Love that guy, man. <laughs> not me, bro. What is it? Just the Spurs links that you're you're hating on? No, no it's just not. one of them, bro. You've not been like everyone keeps telling me about this football, football, football. I said, bro, you've not been good. Like you've not played quote unquote good football since Philip Lam was playing football. Like, bro. Fair enough. Uh, I'm not moved. I'm just nah. I'm just not moved at all. It, I don't know. Obviously, Maybe I'd love to him to do well and prove me wrong, but I think there's a massive job to be done. And is this but, as a neutral, yeah, or you're 
you're edging back. He's back. Bro, there's, there's nothing I'm seeing in that for that to me for me to be edged back. Bro. You already said for me, me to, man, for me you're to back. back. <laughs> he said we. Yeah, but bro, bro, that's just that's just that's just normal. It's like when you you leave a relationship, bro. Sometimes you'll just be like, oh yeah, like, oh, like you know we. Well, you still you're, talk to your ex, yeah? Just remember. Whoa. Is that what you're saying? Is that, is that, I'm just the asking. Is, the thing is, you're trying to hate me, but I don't even have an ex. <laughs> hey. I oh. hope you're not listening, you know. You're denying your history. Oh, Fair sure, enough. No, no, no one was killed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. But, um, bro, just even as a... For, for me to come back here, yeah, I have to see performances. I need to, like a, a bid for so true. glory to, hunter, bro. A bid for true. I need to be completed. So you're a glory hunter, bro. I'm not a glory hunter, bro. I, huh? I was there through content season. That's second content season. No one can call me a glory hunter, fam. So, but you're, you you said you're only gonna you're only gonna come back when when you see that we're good. Oh, when I see direction in the club, bro. Okay. Direction. Like for me, and this is why on the on the Chelsea episode uh, we were talking about Bowley. At the start, I wasn't really seeing it. Maybe now I'm seeing. Uh, maybe this is what they're trying to do. But until that's sorted, the team's never gonna really do well. Nah, I hear it, man. I hear it. We'll see with this multi-club model. There, there seems to be a long-term vision, trying to buy young players, but. No, nah, I get what you mean. At the end of the yeah, day, I, like, I, I feel you like want success the now, isn't it? Would you say? I feel like the, the club could possibly be on a downward spiral. I, I hope it's not that. But I mean, they've <sighs> got ambition. I'll, I'll give them that. But we we do need certain things to fall our way, fam. And the the start they got off to with Graham Potter, yeah, it it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't great. But, you mentioned um, that name. Let me get out some rum punch and just be drinking. I'm so finished. You might as well, man. Let me just start drinking. Might as well have a alcohol induced episodes because we're we're here to talk about strikers. So mm-hmm. Carell's gone with Vlahovic. Wait, what's F- this for? Is this for just for Chelsea or just in general? No, just just in general, like the strikers on the market. Well, but this is what I'm saying about the. Stri- you see the. Sh- one thing about the strikers, Mark. Sorry to cut you. Here. Bro, I was I was having this discussion with someone at work here, and I was like, bro, the market is mad because at the moment, what you have is either like guys that are past it, like in age, but like uh, were the top dogs, or guys that were unproven, like that are young yeah, and up yeah, and coming. Yeah. You don't really have that many like prime and ready strikers when you think of like. The era where you had like Suarez, Cavani, uh, Falcao, Lewandowski, like Benzema, yeah. Benzema Higuain, Aguero. Like, there was at least 10 strikers. Not maybe not everyone was a, a Zlatan. You're like, there may be, there was probably like 10 plus strikers here yeah, that you'd think, you know, if they're on the market, I can grab them. Some were untouchable, fair enough. But now I'm like, Bro, after you get past, like, name three on your list, you start scratching your head thinking, bro, is this guy going to be the future of my, of my club? Quality is the... gone, Quality is definitely gone down. Quality is gone. It's, it's crazy to see still because all the names that you're naming, any of them become, like, back in their prime. We take it back 10 years. Any of them in their prime, they're number one on, like, everyone's list. And now... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know who you could outright say is the best out of 
who we've named because even if they've had like a great season, they might not have done it for long enough or their their stats are just tainted or like, you know, boosted by penalties. And, you know, uh, uh, today you see a lot of non-penalty goals, stats and stuff like that. Like it's so difficult to say, but yeah, for me, the one striker I think is is Osman. Now, Karel, you've just sort of debunked the fact that Vlahovic in the same time period has scored more goals than him. If you've gone with Ivan Tony, who I know we hate this term, but has actually done it in the Prem. And He's um, he, yeah, literally his his style of play sort of is it's more technically refined. Like he can link up and drop in and allow players to like run off him. But for me, the the strike on the market to get is awesome. And now his price is crazy because the guy isn't worth 120 million pounds. But I think with someone like him, you're guaranteed goals. Now the goals may not be, beautiful on the eye because there's a lot of times where it's just a tapping or like a, a leaping header and it might not come from you know technical brilliance he's not gonna like dribble past two three man then slot it top corner but I just think with with certain players goals follow them we saw him at Lille before uh his time in Belgium before that now we've seen him at Napoli and goals do seem to follow him. And I think he works hard as well. Like, I think sometimes you create your own luck by working hard. We've seen Napoli play long balls and Osman's chasing it. And he's made something out of nothing. And, yeah, I just feel like it will translate well with this, if we take it to Chelsea, this new Chelsea where before, if you have Havertz and Mount behind you, it's a bit... <laughs> the creativity is gonna lack. We we saw that with Lukaku, and I mean, if Lukaku was willing to stay at Chelsea, then he would probably be the number one option because now you've got Madueke who can like hold his own on the wing and cut it back for you or cross it in. You've got Modric who can cut inside, cross it in. You've got Inkunku to link up with hopefully in the same way he did with Lautaro. You've got Enzo who can pick them early passes because we know Chelsea just didn't have that player for Lukaku. Um, you know, it wasn't Jorginho. That's not his game. Kovacic just isn't a passer and it's not Kante's game either. But yeah, I, I mean, discounting Lukaku because it just seems like he's not interested in Chelsea or the Premier League, or anything apart from Inter Milan. I just think Osman's the the safest option where, but, you know, go on. Is, my question is, though, obviously taking it away from us, is do you think Osman is the number one striker on the market, period? Like, do you think whatever, like, obviously you're trying to think from a Chelsea perspective of what could fit, could work, but is he, would you say, like, he'd be the number one on everyone's board globally? I think so. I think if you look at the teams that need someone, United, PSG, Chelsea, Bayern, Bayern another good one, 
um obviously Juve are in the market depending on what they do with um Vlahovic Inter depending on if they lose Lukaku or not I just feel like Osman is probably the the safest bet for all these teams provided that you get some creativity behind him you shouldn't expect him to drop in and be linking playing to get you know 40 touches of the ball a game but I mean we saw with Man City how Pep went from a false nine setup where Jesus was dropping in or fold and whoever and they were sort of spreading out the goals to a setup that just basically allowed Haaland to have five touches of the game and end up with a hat-trick so obviously I'm not saying every other manager out there is Pep but I do think if you can get Osimhen to do his job which is put the ball into the back of the net and you provide chances for him then he will do that whereas everyone else I'm still not sure about and everyone else probably does a bit more than Osimhen. Kolomwani will like be able to dribble with the ball be a man um, Ivan Tony can drop in link up play Vlahovic has got ball striking that Osman can probably only dream of. He can take set pieces and whatnot, score from outside the area. But yeah, I just think all these teams, Bayern, like they've got Musiala, Sane, Coleman. They, they don't really need someone to drop in. United with Bruno and now Mount and Sancho and Rashford. Again, I don't really think you need someone who can play as a number 10. Chelsea, same thing. PSG, like, uh, yeah, all of these teams, I think, just need someone to put the ball in the net. And I think there's one player out of the ones we've mentioned who, regardless of everything else, will do that anywhere they go. And I think that's that's awesome. But then again, for the price, like, it, it doesn't make sense. So, it's not probably the most realistic transfer because like that's that's crazy bread to put up but i just think he is the best out there and this isn't counting ivan tony i think ivan tony would give him a run for his money but obviously with tony being only able to play six months of a season if that i'm just edging towards osman my thing is okay I think from what I've seen online and I, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if this is your perspective as well does any of this have to do with well what they think his similarities are with Drogba no no I don't think I don't think he's similar to Drogba really at all I know his idol is Drogba but I don't think he's really have, similar to you? Drogba did you just ask if Oshiman's similar to Drogba? No, that's not what I said. I, I, very, I was very clear to say this is what people's perspective of him are online. And I was hoping that wasn't like what you'd say. And I'm, I'm glad uh, because I've seen that online and I'm just kind of like, I think that's just where the hell have you not seen that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I, you can't look at Osman's game and think, yeah, he holds a ball up like because he doesn't really hold the ball up too I well. I he's more of an outlet. Um, yeah. Like penalty box striker. Literally, like maybe Jogba's not in the channels just chasing every loose ball as much as Osman and whatnot. Maybe, 
but they, I don't think they're similar. You don't really want Osman 20 yards, 30 yards from the goal with his back to goal, holding a ball up on his chest. Like, that's not really what he excels at. He's just a penalty box poacher. Do you know what I mean? And maybe he can sort of refine his game and get to an acceptable level, acceptable standard. But yeah, I don't think there's any similarities at all. Osman is probably closer to Haaland in terms of his play style and profile than Drogba. And yeah, yeah, neither of them are like Drogba, to be honest. But no, nothing to do with that. I just think goals, isn't it? Goals. That's that's all I can say. Like surefire. I want a striker that can finally get my team twenty goals a season, twenty five goals a season, because Bayern last season didn't have a striker to do that. Uh, United had Rashford. I think he might have got in the twenties or just below, but that was coming from the wing. Chelsea haven't had that since maybe Diego Costa. Someone to score 20. So all of us are just in need of someone who you provide for them, they will score. Now it seems like these teams have built everything else. You know, everyone's got the ball playing centre backs now and the inverted full backs who can play football, but no one seems to have a striker because there's not there's not too much on the market for us. And yeah, I just think the main job of a striker is to, to score goals. And it's funny because um, we did a pod last year and Carell was talking about the conventional striker is going to come back. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. I think everyone needs a striker who can drop in and, you know, play to their feet and like allow third man runs for like one of the midfielders. Like You have to be a footballer, not just a, a striker. And if you look now, after what Pep's done, like strikers are back clearly, and Chelsea have also tried that false nine experiment. Didn't really work. Man United, I wouldn't call Martial a false nine, but he sort of plays in that mould where he's dropping in, linking play, blah blah blah. Not as goal oriented and. Didn't really work out for them. Are, are you a false nine, or you just can't score goals? That's a real question to ask. Hey, that's that's a that's a conversation to be had. To be honest, because yeah, what what would you say, Kai Havertz is? That guy cannot score goals. Bloody <laughs> hell, God, bro, you cannot convince. Like, you see, the thing is, yeah, a false nine. Without, I'm not even a tactical like that, but essentially, you're like a you're basically an extra midfielder, but yeah. the furthest man forward. So you're a link man. The Kai, the, the Kai Havertz scream being the link man, because all I heard was this guy, he, he, he needs to be on the final action, you know, give him service in the box. He was just a striker that couldn't score goals. The thing is, I, I don't even know still what position is his best, because I find it offensive to call him a striker. I just feel like there's actual strikers out there and whatever he is, he is not one of them. <laughs> like, nah, for real, for real. No, imagine, you, yeah, imagine your job is like like mine. I'm a project manager. Imagine 
some bum who just cannot manage a project calls themselves a pro i'm gonna be like what we, we don't do the same thing mm. so imagine all these strikers out there who are hearing oh yeah kai havertz is on the market and he's a striker you're, you're just like what the game's gone i don't even hate havertz as well but i'm just glad he's gone man and it's so interesting to see and i want to know you lot's thoughts on it arteta said um coming in Havertz is going to strengthen the midfield and F we've had like a little debate on this but I, I just feel like again the game's gone because midfielders that are good off the ball like I just feel like the primary act of being a midfielder is to actually be good on the ball mm. so yeah sorry that's just my little Kai Havertz rap man sorry sorry but um back back to strikers we mentioned Drogba in it and it's so interesting to see just how much recently as well like it's been all over socials like how much he was involved in you know link up play and how how disruptive he was to defenders like how important do you not think that is because some people just say striker score goals, but do you do you want your striker running the channels and doing like all of that extra stuff, even if it has an effect on their output? I think it's relative to the team you have, like behind the striker. Um, ideally, I think I'd want. Ideally, I think I'd want goals to come from everywhere, so I'd want my striker to do that. But if the team is full of creatives where like let's like a city for example where it's just like or even a Bayern where you 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 have creators literally all over the pitch from literally from back to front like you you might as well have you, I don't I wouldn't mind having my striker just be like okay look just focus on staying in the box staying in between the like the space between the posts basically and mm. that's which is what Harlan does and yeah just focus on getting the ball in the net like everything else your energy doesn't need to be focused on anything else because your energy should be focused on just passing, make, turning the little half chances into chances. And that works. Honestly, that works. But if you have a team where you don't have creators like that, or you also have other players that are maybe in midfield or from even from fullback that are also goal scorers, maybe you need a striker that can facilitate for them as well. Um, facilitators. And yeah, that's that's why that's why like that's that that is what makes this kind of conversation because different teams need different things. Like all obviously yes, all of them need someone who scores goals, but it's always the oh, do they need someone who scores goals and or is it do they need someone who scores goals only? And Kura, I'm gonna come to you because we literally just spoke about this. But why do you think the market is so dire for strikers? Like what? What has changed? Is it Wait, the way on. people are being taught yep. in academies? Gone. Wait, hold on. Keep going. Keep going. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited out here, innit? Okay. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me a couple minutes. Sorry, bro. Sorry. No, no worries. F. Why, why is the market so dire for strikers? Because it, like, is it the way people are brought up in academies? Is it, is it just playing style? Like, why, why have we gone from Aguero, Van Persie? Drogba, Fernando Torres, David Villa to like who who are the top five strikers today? 
whether they're on the market or not and why are they not at the previous level I feel like um, and it's kind of touching on different things you've said in different episodes where for example it's partly to do with okay Pep um, uh, and his evolution of the um, Tika Taka style um, mm-hmm. and how that success then uh, filtered into Spain's national team and I think they famously won um, the World Cup with like, like playing no strikers, recognized strikers at all. I think yeah. um, Torres would come on like as just as a substitute, but Cesc would sometimes start or come on as a sub and play in, in the as a false nine. Yeah. Um, and it's also what you guys talked about. It's also that plus um, what you guys talked about in your previous episodes um, of, about strikers in your one v one, where like there's a, it's just a pendulum swing. Like I feel like the pendulum has been for so long on, okay, we don't really need strikers like that. We need a striker that can also be a team player for the rest of the team. He doesn't need to be this egotistical um, person who is just there to score goals. We need another outfield player that can also pass, that can also do X, Y, Z, that can also run the channels, etc. And so that's why we've come to a point where a lot of people in the market are like 9.5. Like, so even look at like recent, in recent years, like you're seeing people like Nkunku come out like, they're not actually strikers. Like people are saying, oh yeah, they're strikers. They're not actually strikers. There's loads of nine point fives, like Tuchel said. Yeah. Loads of nine point fives because it's like people recognise that, and I think it's, it's even grows down right down to the academy. Like if you look at top academies like City, attackers play in every position, bro. Like there's, I'm, I don't, I'm hardly there's a few people that I'm thinking of where in their whole youth career they just played as a striker. Like a lot of them, I've have, have, I've learned how to play wing as well. Mm, that's very true. That's actually very true. And I feel like that's it's filtered into the modern um, game at the top level as well, where it's just like, okay, cool. We want to be able to interchange, maybe because tactically things um, change and there's low, low blocks now. It's just like, okay, cool. Having a centre-back playing against three centre... Uh, a centre-forward playing against three centre-backs, why would we have that when we can just have um, two people playing behind the striker who also interchanges with them as well? Yeah. Um, that helps that out. So I think it's a mix of tactical... Um, it's a, a mix of like t- tactical evolution, also like the pendulum swinging in terms of okay, yeah, we like we need we don't need a nine right now, and I feel like yes, it's coming back to that now because even before even I think we've mentioned it on the episode as well before City signed Harlan, I I saw it as I think it was a thread I read on Liverpool signing um, Darwin Nunez, and they were like one guy was like, look, this is the start of it because there was really rumours of City wanting. Um, Harlan was like, look, this is the start of the pendulum swing back to like just pure nines. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's the reason why. Uh, and but I, I do feel like it's changing. Uh, like the success of Harlan will make teams think that oh, right, like this is what we need. Um, and yeah, I, I feel mm, like for sure. I feel like that from 2010 till now, or to, well, from 2010 till maybe three, four years ago, like it was very much yeah, strikers, 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 but. We, everyone moved away from that to maybe look to play more fluid football or maybe they felt like the striker was dying because it's like, oh, it's just this isolated role up top. You have to get the ball to them first before anything ever happens. But now there's a lot more demand or there has been a lot more demand in the last few years of for strikers to be able to come deep, connect play and then like build up, um, build build through the phases of the of the game. It's so mad because even if this is the case, yeah, with the same way we saw like the false nine thing like let's say it was 2010 2012 around that time yeah 
and it's slowly filtered through and you see like all of these younger players coming up now everyone's a nine and a half um now everyone can link play drop in like have good movement all of that that because football so cyclical is going to take maybe another 10 years for all of these like academy talents to actually come through because those that maybe are currently there will struggle to or only just start to like make it back into the the top level the top teams don't seem to be you know stockpiling pure out and out goal scorers anymore so it's like proper mad stuff it, t- it takes me back to the Pep episode, to be honest, because even if he's not the greatest yet, his influence is so very crazy. Very, it's very like, hard. everyone sees Pep do something, it's like, yeah, that's the that's the new thing to do. That's, that's what we got copied. That's the key to success. And yeah, never in a million years. I knew, obviously, the chance was there, but I did not think City would go for Haaland. And they did, and they've reached a pinnacle of football now, like the European champions in his first season. And even when he's not involved, like he's a menace, and you you know you can't give him a chance, like you can't give him. Yeah, he requires absolute concentration the whole game. And I feel like that itself is so different from where the game was stemming before because you'll require absolute concentration in a different way because defenders were scared to like let's say the forwards had dropped in and I, I, I know Rio Ferdinand has spoken so many times about this like he said Benzema used to make him question himself because Benzema's dropping all the way into the midfield Ferdinand doesn't know whether to join mm. and like follow him and still be marking him or leave him to the midfielders. But now that's creating an overload. But yeah, football, football's football's crazy. But cool. Now we're talking about strikers that are on the market. They're not really up to scratch, let's say. What's the profile? What's the profile you're looking for? Like you're you're the manager of, let's say. Man United, let's say Bayern, you need a striker. Like, what's what's the profile? Is it? I know, I know, you've probably got different profiles for different teams, but what's the bare minimum that they have to have? And is this bare minimum currently on the market? I think it's kind of what Carol said before about like just you want them before anything else. Are they a goal scorer? Are they a proven goal scorer? And I think that already cuts down the number of people there already. Like you have people like Jonathan David that are being looked at as some of the names that come top of the list, bro. And for me, that already is like, no disrespect to him, but it's just like, that's when I know the the quality of the game's dropped. And he's again, not even really a striker. He's like a 9.5 again. Like that's, yeah, like he normally plays up. Like yeah, again, you're right. He played like he. I think his best season was yeah when they won the league. Actually, he played off um Yassizi. I think um no not Yassizi. What's his striker's um what's his Turkish brother's name? Yilmaz. 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 That's it. 
He played off Yilmaz and Yilmaz was Not like the most one. I'm buying it. Yes, he was <laughs> the the number eight for them the midfield. Um, yeah, like again, but like that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's more nine point five. But looking for a striker, it's, it it sounds very monotonous and, and very old fashioned. But fam, do they score goals? And I think when you start with that, it cuts down bare names, bro. And we and I think that's why we're always like for the last three seasons or so, it's just been the like same five maybe six names that are always in the conversation when it comes to this like Simon was in that conversation even before this season with Napoli that's what's mad it's like he's a proven goal scorer but yeah penalty box movement of course I guess you can start talking about that as well like do they create chances for themselves um do they turn like half chances into chances like 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 I think that's one thing I can vouch for Vlahovic where it's just like what do you kind of call these kind of players like his snapshots are crazy like I've seen him literally turn half chances into goals out, like yeah, goals out yeah. nothing like he, he's so sick at that that's that's why I can I can hear I can hear it I can hear a shout for him um, which I, again I don't think there's much of that I think a lot of now it's just like okay does he is he in the right system that creates a goal for him? Or he like like he he wants to be in a, a position or areas that he's he's used to. Like Vlahovic, just there's no question. Like and just put him with a ball anywhere, like just with the with the goal in sight, and he will shoot. And not even that, like, oh, he'll shoot and it go over. As in like you're getting on target shots, bro. Uh are all goals goals? Like, and I say that to be, you know, we've used different people's examples, like, in, in the case of like, Ossiman, obviously scored goals in Italy, France, Vlahovic, Italy, Tony, like, and Tony's one of the big examples, even Mitrovic, these kind of guys, where they've even done it in tiers below, um, and then come up, come to the Prem and, and scored goals. And I ask, like, how, like, based on how, we view the game, can you, would you be able to look at a man in like League One or the Championship and say that he can do that in the Prem? Or are you, or not even in the Prem, but at the top level, or are you sceptical about it? And I say, and the reason I bring that up is because, bro, strikers rely on teammates more than anything. And I think a lot of fans forget that because without the service, there's no goals. But do you think all goals, I guess the easiest way to ask this is, do you think all goals are created equal in terms of where you stack them up? That's that's such a good question. I think it's difficult. I think you can see a man in League One uh, or the Championship and be like, yeah, that's a goal scorer. Like He can score. But I feel like as you go up, it's whether the player can continue to increase their quality or match the quality of the league because let's say in the championship you get maybe a yard half a yard more than you would in the premier league and that can change everything because we saw funnily enough i think mitrovic is a a great example i think the first season he played in the prem it it wasn't great was it um what the original season, the first like when for Fulham, yeah, to... I think he's I think he scored like three goals in the well, he got 11 one season, I know, and then he scored like three or he got something really poor for like a player I of think, his standard, yeah. It was the second time they were in the 
Yeah. Like, yeah, when he scored like 11 in the first one, obviously went to score goals and the champ came back and he scored, I think, yeah, like you said, three goals um, that season, which is mad. Because I don't think very... he hasn't scored less than, he's never scored less than double figures while being there. But yeah, I just feel like it, it. if the chances are created in the same way, then there's a very good chance. And we've seen that with like these two players you mentioned, Mitrovic, Tony. But I just think it also depends on player quality. And I think the incremental jump in quality is probably why it's difficult to take a gamble on someone that's in the championship because they might be good for that level and they might still know where the goal is and know how to time their movements to be in the right position but like I think we've seen it we can play football at a decent level but when we play with like pro semi-pro players it's like oh shit they're just that little bit quicker or that little bit snappier they make the decision and is like a little bit smoother than we would or someone else would, and they instantly stand out. And I think that is probably what you would see if a striker from a lower league or like, let's say, uh, a, a, like if they're playing in the Netherlands or Belgium, where it's not really one of the top five leagues, that that's what they would face because you're just not afforded the same time the same space defenders sniff stuff out better so i think to answer your question no but i think it's also player by player because yeah there's definitely some players in the lower leagues who probably just need a gamble taken on them we've seen that coventry striker i think he's now signing with sporting and is like He's gone from championship to uh, the Portuguese league and to probably be a starter in that Portuguese league. But it might not happen with everyone. But they they see transferable qualities. And I think that's the main thing, like having those transferable qualities. If it works out, then fair enough. But I'm not sure I can say all goals are are equal because, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's difficult to do it at the top level that's what makes the top players top because they can do it everywhere where some players are just not capable of that that's a long-winded oh, way of saying of, no <laughs> it reminds me of um there was a i think there was a q a sesk did a while ago and i think uh someone was asking him right like do you think it's easier to oh, how did he word it is it easier for to create a goal or to score a goal, and he was he, like, he was like, I oh, like to create a goal is way harder um, than creating and then scoring a goal because um, scoring a goal, scoring a goal, creating a goal is just like, okay, cool. Like, there's there's like a, a creativity that you have to have to even just put someone in on goal. But then, obviously, the caveat to that is that relies on someone actually putting the ball in the net. And in if that net. person isn't proven, then like, how can it be harder? Um, is every goal a goal? I want to say no as well because I feel like just on the basis that you have stuff like tap-ins and that, bro, like which you, anyone and, and, and you have some goals where anyone in any position can score. Um, but to counteract that, 
whilst you say they can score, do they score? Because we talk about like tappings and it's probably the easiest chance once you get it. But to be able to find a space in front of goal and maybe a box crowded by defenders is sort of also difficult. And I don't know, at the highest level, you don't see like tappings all the time, unless it's Haaland and you've got KDB and all these men behind you, innit? Mm. But yeah, I just think we like we say tappings and it it does seem like the easiest you know, is a one one touch finish, but it it seems like it's hard to actually actually pull it off because whilst people can do it and we see instances where okay someone scored a few tappings a season, not everyone can do it consistently. So why do you think that is? Yeah, but look at. Take okay, might as well use the hottest name when it comes to this. Like Haaland, right? People say, Yeah, he scores tappings, he plays for City. But I've never seen someone score fifty goals for him before. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's because bro, a lot goes into getting in those positions to get the easy goals or the tappings. So a lot of it's to do with determination in terms of your being a willing runner to always go to the right spots, even if yeah. it's not coming, keep making those runs. Uh, instinct as well, just knowing where the ball might land, and mm. yeah, just, all these things play the into the factor. Though. Yeah, like er, a lot of like the strikes that they say are tapping, like Ronaldo was one of them, where they say oh, he's he scored a lot of tappings for for Real Madrid and stuff like that. But it's 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 a cerebral game because you're not relying on your athleticism, you're not relying on your skill in terms of on the ball, you're relying on understanding the game enough and reading the situation well enough to 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 be in that scenario it's like a them defenders that they would say like how's he always you know why is he always there when like to make that block or yeah. to make that last ditch tackle it's because he's read the game once he's read the game and he knows where the ball might end up with he's playing the odds and more often than not when you shoot he's going to be there to block it same way on the other end the ball someone shoots He's reading where the shot's coming from. Okay, let me position myself here. Tap in. Empty goal. Oh, the ball's been switched over. All right, chances are he's going to bring it down and put it across. Let me just dart to the near post quickly. Tap in. I don't... I think people think, like, when they say... You know, that's your question. Is that how many goals do you think you could score for City? When, when people are like, oh, I could score 10. No oh, you want to score one. Yeah. Because no your brain chance. doesn't work in that way. The same yeah. way with that, you need to be on the wavelength of... Like you, I feel like with goal scorers, yeah, these men are are brazy because, like you said, it's a cerebral game, and like these men are almost thinking, okay, what's this guy thinking? Like you're basically putting yourself in the brain of your your teammates, because this whole uh he's done to nipples, but he's really going far post. It's crazy because you don't, like yes, you train with them every week. You can you can have that argument over yes, you train every, week. but not every striker is doing that, bro. And you still have to anticipate because there might the be an occasion crazy. Where, it's crazy. where the near post is actually the best option. And you have to hope he's also seen that and you make that dart. You're not too ahead of the ball or the goal to be able to like put it in. And then there's sometimes like the back post is actually the best option. It's not crowded. You've got an opportunity for an easier finish. Like it's, yeah, the anticipation and understanding is so important. Like we, praise, we praise midfielders for like, okay, yeah, being able to receive the ball in tight spaces, like get on the half turn, like scanning, whatever. But like, 
bro, this brother's doing it. And we're not even just saying the penalty box, by the way, because, bro, he gets strict instructions from Pep to literally just work between, like, the, the area between the goalposts, bro. Inside yeah. the box. So even the penalty, like, you're, you're cutting out the rest of the penalty box. That's just, that small area, he's interpreting space at probably one of the quickest, uh, most physical leagues in the world, if not the. And he's doing that on a game-by-game basis and still finding those those spaces and still finishing on occasions with, like, both feet or his head. Come on, man. Give him his credit. Bro, what's your answer to your own question, though? I was going to say that as well. I'm very interested. Hmm. Bro, do you know what's mad? I forgot my own question, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you said our goals, goals. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. No matter uh, the level and stuff. I think, like... Uh, Obviously, without saying that there's context to everything, there's context. I think there's traits you see in players that you can see that they can do it at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Like, I think with like one thing I look at is the type of goals they score because it's how it translates. That's like for a re- for a reason why. Obviously, we've just spoken about Haaland, but he's just a monster. But like, that's why I like I get scared of like Bundesliga strikers. Because I feel like there's a lot of like in behind them 1v1s with the keeper. Yeah. And I go, to be honest, in the Prem, at a top team, you're not going to see too many of those opportunities. So is that going to translate? No. But if I see, okay, I'll use Harland again, like instincts of like just being in the right place at the right time and just being on the end of things that uh, not necessarily spectacular goals, but ones that I go, right, you were just sharper than everyone else. Your brain was moving quicker than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Then I say you have a chance. And that's sort of the kind, that's what I was seeing with Ivan Tony, like from Peterborough. Like, I was watching him back then, then to Brentford. And I always said, I didn't know he would score like 20 goals or be in that, in that uh, ballpark. But I always felt like if he's given chances, he will score goals. Whereas mm-hmm. you get, I don't know, like if I use someone else's example, like Dwight Gale. I don't know when he was when he was like he was very much in behind, but it like in the prem it didn't really translate the same way it did in the champ because in the champ it's a bit more open and similar. To, like in Bundesliga where you get a few like a few more one v ones like that. Um, and I guess another one that surprised me. This is why I say is it, I had to ask it because it's up in the air. It's like someone like Callum Wilson. Like, I didn't think he'd be someone who scores goals for a team that's up there. Mm. Just because, again, like, I initially knew him as, like, an in-behind striker, but then he's he's, bec- he's gotten this poacher that over the... I guess since his knees went, like, he's become, like, this poacher where he's just on the end of things. And I think that's what separates the guys that could do it versus the guys that can't do it. And that's... I think it's all upstairs. Because if you look at or any name any great striker like that you can think of like they always bulk up their goals with the easy looking ones and then hit you with spectacular ones over the course of the season like here and there but it's because people watch compilations it makes them think that every week they're scoring bangers but realistically the reason how they got to 40 goals is 25 25 of them are in and around the six yard box if you know how to operate in that 18 within the width of the post then you're halfway there it's just then you start talking about physicality, you start talking about um, just 
Yeah, just the brain. So what? But if if you can think fast enough, there's definitely goals there. Is is. It's actually an interesting topic. Like, I wish I could, we could speak to like a a striker. Maybe we'll do this again with like guys that have mm, played. That's smart. Because I mean, uh, there's a couple. Even like some of the guys we brought on at forwards, like they 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 could definitely break down certain scenarios. What kind of goes through their mind? Why they may have been able to score at one level and not at another level? You know, and 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 really break down the mechanics of it because I'm speaking as a man who's never played as a centre forward at any level but I'm mm. kind of just going off like the knowledge that obviously I've, I've gained through watching and the knowledge that I've gained through speaking to people that I've played um, and it's mad it's mad you mentioned something earlier about like um, even when you play like five side against like semi-pros and even watching them up close, bro, just how quick the brain moves. And I think mm. some people forget, like, even some of the, the tap-ins and some of the finishes. Bro, do you know how quick the ball's coming at you? Yeah. And true. you're just reacting. And you're putting it in a goal. Bro, some people, the ball would just hit them and go wherever. <laughs> Bouncing off. Bounce. Like, it's not a joke. And after, you have to just respect the hustle. You have to respect the job. And I think not a lot of them do because, again, we we mainly focus on goal scoring, but we've not even really touched as much, like even just on the all-round games, like the guys who don't score as much but are just bullies up there. Yeah. Like, you make life difficult. Like, someone I can think of in recent years, like, yeah, Mikel Antonio. I feel bad saying it because he has scored goals recently, but like Mikel Antonio, Troy Dini, um, these kind of brutes that would, don't get me wrong, they they can play, but they're there to give you a long, long day and, yeah. and open up the game for other people. Like, I don't think you get Bowen season, not the season just gone, the one before, without yeah, Antonio yeah. doing the hard, like a lot of the hard work and channel running and barging people. I remember even one of the goals he scored against Chelsea, I'm sure it's, um, it came from Antonio basically bullying Thiago Silva. And then set yeah. it for, for Bowen. He took a left-footed shot that was deflected. Yeah. Like, that is like part that. of the reason I said Osman. I just feel like even if he's not, you know, converting every single chance, just the fact that he's a nuisance, like just a nuisance, like you know he's going to press every single thing, any ball in the channel he's running for, Anything that's coming in the box, he's like, therefore, I just feel like that will bring another dimension. Because like Harland, you don't really want to give him time and space in the box. You don't really want to give him the opportunity to run in behind. So you start making provisions. And even if he's not on the end of things, it like starts opening things up for the players behind him who then like be able to get more of an opportunity but i wanted to ask you lot another question so you've spoken about the lack of strikers on the market and even in football today and i sort of asked f about like academies and whatnot a manager is also at fault because at the end of the day you're supposed to put your players in the best position to execute right and if it seems like strikers 
all across the globe for whatever reason i guess maybe the talent level has dropped that's fair enough aren't executing are you as a manager like are you not supposed to compensate for that by making life a bit easier if you know you've got a striker who isn't clinical you sort of create a system where the chances are flowing even if that means uh like at the back you're you're not playing it as safe just to ensure that you're getting these goals because obviously i think fergie said what goals win games defenses win titles but if everyone collectively doesn't really have a striker benzema's left madrid kane who knows what he's doing but he's you know getting up in the years like there's no world-class strikers out there so a manager's not it's their job not to compensate and say do you know what i've got a striker that's good at this let's put him in the best position and make him successful i think that's what they've been doing though i think that's what they've been doing i think um I think the example that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to is Tuchel's Chelsea, um, Champions League winning Chelsea, where you have a team that doesn't like struggles to score goals or has a lack of a um, a distinct goal scorer. So the goals are like can come from anywhere really, other than the front line, I guess, or as well as the front line. Um, yeah, I think even if you can go back as far as um, Klopp when he decided to like implement Alexander Arnold into the team, it's just like okay, cool, wow, this guy can create from right back. This is another source of me getting goals or the ball forward to my wide forwards to, to get them to be able to score goals. Maybe because mm. we don't have that centre forward that can bang in twenty a season. Um, so yeah, I think like since since that false nine um, revolution kind of thing occurred like teams have been trying to figure out okay cool there's a lack of nines or there's not as many nines like that at the top level how do we compensate for that and this is why we've seen other roles a lot of other roles come way more to the forefront so i think we were talking today earlier jeff about um like a certain kind of profile midfielder that's kind of like bursts onto the scene a bit more in the last i'll say three years where you have that like box-to-box shuttling midfielder who can yeah. score goals as well very very physically dominant and imposing it works very hard um, yeah very hard. um yeah like your jude bellingham's um you can, i guess you could put rise to that to a certain extent as well um yeah i mean you've had you we've seen a lot more in the last 10 years as well i'd say maybe i guess you could say since um ronaldo like um after Ronaldo moved to madrid um of like just wide forwards that are like very clinical goal scorer. We saw Salah, we saw Mane, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, yeah, I think teams have been trying to compensate for that for a while. Um, and I think maybe now, maybe we're going to see more like actual nines turn out. And I f- it's weird, to, it's annoying to say, but I feel like some of the nines that we're seeing in academies that are out and out nines tend to be the ones that are not as like clean technically. Yeah, no, that is the case for sure. Yeah, like you'll just see like they just got that incredible ball striking, nothing else. Um, but it can work. Like and teams and have been compensated for that for maybe just having creators all across the, the the pitch. So it's similar. It's funny we're talking about City um, and how um, Harlan fitted in with them. 
I'm seeing that now with Liverpool and what they're doing, the kind of players that they're going for. So obviously it's been well documented now that they've gone for Dominic Shabozlai and he's another um, like creative midfielder, can like left foot, right foot, um, can shoot from distance as well. But like his chance creation, especially from like around the right half space, right flank is incredible. Like him and Trent Alexander, I think it's going to be so, so long. But me mentioning this is that I think everything is going to be there to try and service Nunes, where it's just like, and we know that his overall game is just more so ball striking that isn't amazing but like, if it continues to be refined then he can be a serious serious problem like we've seen um, a lot of flashes of and mm. um, him, like he's got amazing physique in terms of being in just an outlet where he, you know he'll run all day long for every kind of ball that um, you, any kind of ball you give him so you can see Liverpool now starting to service everything towards him this sim- similar way that they're doing it for City maybe not exactly the same way but you can see the kind of recruitment that they're going for and the, the playing style that they have as well. Salah's still a very elite creator as well, um, as well as a goal scorer. But again, that helps Nunes um, fit in a lot more as well and get those opportunities, even if he doesn't score every single one. Um, but yeah, that helps him fit in and he'll get numbers like that. I actually forgot he existed, you know. I was just going on about Liverpool for a second. I was like, ah. Oh, yes. I was like, Nunes. Nah, to be fair, it, I think it's, it's weird, man. It's because we've done this episode on Pep before. Like, well, it depends which one comes out first. But no, the Pep's the Pep one's yeah, already but, out. But, um, mm. but obviously, we said how like he brings in certain tactics and then everyone follows. But like, even when, like, if you use Liverpool as the example, when City were running like no striker. Like Liverpool were doing no striker as well, where they would use Mane in the middle, Salah in the middle. Um, especially when Diaz first came, and and then obviously now they they bought Nunes as Haaland was bought, and they still kind of used him on the periphery, obviously because he wasn't really hitting. But now, like you said, I feel like they're going all in on this. Right, cool. We need goals. You're gonna get us twenty plus goals. Especially, they don't really have that same. Like, they don't have the second goal scorer the same way they had Mane bef- uh, when Salah was there. Mm, um, yeah. So they have to make him that guy, especially for the investment they put in. Yeah. And then you can see it kind of developing with Chelsea, where they were running no striker. I mean, if they want to say he's a striker, but they. Apparently, he, that's certain person number twenty nine was or wasn't. <laughs> but I say we're playing with no striker, and um, after experimenting with the nine, short, uh, briefly, and I think they saw it worked elsewhere without strikers, so they they kind of abandoned that mission completely, only to come back. Was it two years later, looking for a striker again? So you get like it. Even with like even Arsenal like this season last season just gone out and out striker, um yeah I think it, it's interesting I think it's int- and I, I I prefer football this way because I I like I'm a big fan of number nines like that's my on the pitch it's probably my favorite position like just a man that can just put the ball in the goal and take all the glory. Um, but and we've missed that until Haaland this year, at, at least on these shores. Elsewhere, 
like centre forwards are a dime a dozen. Mm. But it just seemed like here we just went away from it for a good minute. And the only time you'd really see a nine wholeheartedly was Harry Kane. Mm. At that top mm. at the top end. Now I think we're gonna go into next season. Chances are every team's gonna have or the top end teams are gonna have a striker and out and out striker playing for them. It should be very interesting. The market is dire, man. The I, market is, is tired. Dire. The market tired. Are you not but, still sticking with, with your bets here? Uh, Tony and Vlahovic. Nice I don't think Tony will they'll nice go pun. for Tony because of like just how far down. Are you gonna let that go over your head, F man? What? Man said he's sticking with your bets. <laughs> oh hey, that was smooth, crow. I didn't wow. know if you caught it. I wow. caught it, man. I caught it. Well, F just started <laughs> doing motor mouth instead of listening <laughs> to the bars, man. I'm You're meant to be the bars guy, Mr. Poetry. Do you know I'm I'm do you know, I'm even annoyed that he, I I missed that because he, he dropped this bar a few days ago as well. Hey, come on, man! But we've been dropping that bar for for a minute now. You know, yeah, it's just nice yeah. to it's nice to slip in and out. Pause. Yeah, just smooth. This one, this one what? fit at least. Huh? What? what? I mean, fit into the pod. <laughs> you lot don't do that. Into the pods, like into <laughs> the topic. Crazy, fam. That's that's not paused though. Unless. Out of what, bro? To be fair, you only have to pause it if you stop it. If you let it play, it rides. Pause. Wait. Yeah. Quickly, what three teams do you think need a strike of the most this transfer window? Crystal Palace. I'm so finished. What Edwards, Edward and Mateta are not doing bro, it. Bro, they need to start running this. Um, Edward, uh, Ayu, uh, who else plays up there? Mateta. Bro, they're just all tired, man. If Crystal yeah. Palace get a good striker, they can actually push for like yeah, European sure. spots. They got a place behind. Yeah, they've got ballers around them. That's why I said they actually need a striker. But are you were you talking about at the top level? Yeah, at the top level. Oh, okay. Um well it seems that like Tottenham's gonna need one after this summer, the way things are going. Um if you Kane leaves. If, they, if they, they Mbappe moves now. I think mm, to be honest, even anyway. pairing with Mbappe were like Yeah, yeah. someone just there anyway. N- Messi's cut now. So let's say PSG, Bayern. In fact, I'm going to do five. PSG, Bayern, Chelsea, United, Spurs. What are we saying? Madrid, no. Oh, dear. Forget Spurs. PSG, Bayern, Chelsea, uh, United, Madrid. Now, out of these five, Osman, Lautaro, Vlahovic, um, Kolo Muani, and let's say Tony. Harry Kane. Who are we putting where? Oh, are we counting Kane? You might as well, to be fair. Uh, you're going to yeah. put the foreign teams in. Okay, cool. Well, so... Kane's going by already, so... But, okay, no, let's let's do it in terms of need. I would say Kane to Madrid rather than Kane to Bayern, you know? Mm. I see why you say that. Because of his ability mm. to drop in. Um... No, I'm not actually against that. Well, against that. if the plan is to get Mbappe at some point for Real Madrid, then you don't... Do you re- maybe you do need Kane, actually, at that point. 
Yeah, Kane. Yeah, Kane to Kane to Real Madrid. I would go. Wait, is this what's realistic or who would fit where? Who would fit? I would say Lautaro oh. to Bayern. No, I was going to say Osimhen to Bayern. to Bayern. Yeah. Oh, Osimhen to Bayern. Because okay. he's a finisher and they've got so much creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone that can finish. Yeah. Uh, uh, La- Muani La- and Lautaro. Muani, Lautaro left. Oh no, no, sorry. Kane, Osman, Vlahovic, Kolomwani, Lataro. Oh. Um, fit, 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 fit. Uh, I would say... Oh, I've kind of dug myself a hole because I needed whoever's the hole... Like, United need a hold-up striker. Mm. Because I reckon if you're going to play... Yeah, but I would have originally put Kane at United, but then it kind of made sense when you said Real Madrid. Um, so we've right. locked in Kane to Madrid and Osman to Bayern. Yeah, and I will go. And what's the other three teams? Uh, there's PSG, Chelsea, United. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Palomani, PSG, Vlavic, Chelsea, Altaro, United. I think mm. it's kind of crap because realistically, I would swap Kane and Lautaro, but I don't think Madrid would go for Lautaro. But yeah, I think they have Kane at United. We've seen a few links, you know. About... Yeah, we've heard about him before. Yeah, but I know what you mean, as in like fit-wise, you'd, I'd switch it around. Yeah, like Kane with like Mount. Fernandez and and uh, Rashford and them and playing that haram runnable. Um, to be honest, they would need K. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, you need someone sensible just to, to yeah. control the ball. You know, put their studs on it. Um, and then you've got yeah, and then Lautaro. To be fair, Lautaro is underrated in terms of you know being able to link up and that. But yeah. Up uh, it just yeah. I think that works. Kane, Madrid, Osman, Bayern, Colomwani, PSG, Vlahovic, Chelsea, Lautaro, United. Do you know what? That's not bad. I think everyone can slightly be happy with that. See yeah. if it happens. I'm happy with it. As long as anyway. I get my boy. <laughs> did you angle that to get uh, Vlahovic at Chelsea or you genuinely think he's... No, so it's both. No, it's both. It's both. I have a vision. It's gonna work. Hey, I hope so, man. Don't worry, we're eating so. good next season. Uh, F, don't join the bandwagon when we when we're doing things. Okay. <laughs> oh please. Oh please. Hey, you oh, weren't you were with us when we finished twelve. No, you have to trust Poch for that to happen, bro. No, I don't trust Poch. I, I trust I trust Hoopers. Ballers, ball. players just gonna get out of the mud, yeah. Hey man, we have to do it in spite of the gaffer, not for the gaffer. You know, them ones. I'm so finished. Just put them in a the position, let them do their thing. No, no we're just going to get them to do what um, Argentina did to San Paoli at the World Cup. They'll just suck him in the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why don't you rate him though? Uh, Poch? Yeah. Bro, guy's tired, man. This was, bro, th- this is the thing. Everyone asks me, why do I not rate him? 
I need to ask people why, why do they do rate him. When I ask you why you rate him, I need someone to tell me something within the last four years at least. I'm even expend, extending it to four years. Because when people start telling me why he did at Tottenham, you know he left Tottenham four years ago. Right. They got to the Champions League final five years ago. Do you know how much changes in football five in five years? Yeah, it is mad. How long was he at PSG? About... Uh, was that 18 years? months? 18 months. He came in halfway through one season, didn't he? And then he yeah. stayed for the next. Didn't he? he lo- was was he manager when they lost the title to Lil? No. Who was then? Mm. Was that not um, Emery? See, this is why you're this is why you're a bad guy, bro. How can you say it was Emery? Emery, Emery, Emery was even at Arsenal when that happened. I just remembered the um, a fact a fact being that Emery was the only one the only PSG him and someone else are the only PSG managers to have lost to, to not want to yeah it's it's Poch oh. oh sorry Emery was there when Monaco won it my bad you're right yeah oh Poch. yeah it must have been Poch then exactly it was Poch, it was Poch. damn ah. that's a long time man. people think I was just chatting if I was just chatting. Yeah, that sounded crazy. The thing is, you've been a manager ten plus years. All you've got to show for it is a Liga and two French cups, man. Just, I'm not even by a trophy way, man like that, but he's just tired. By, by the way, why did I think this uh, the unmentionable guy um, got sacked at PSG? He's still their manager, you know. Yeah, and he's in jail. Didn't he get arrested? Yeah, he's he's facing charges, man. Uh, he's facing uh, standing Chelsea and all that alleged psychological harassment and uh, racial discrimination. Yeah, he has to hold that one still. That's his cross to bear. Should have <laughs> known better. Fair yeah. enough. Guess like that. No, it doesn't, man. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. All of the charges. Every single one of them. He's moving like Pep, but we, we just don't have proof. That's open, what the sheets yeah. are saying. Jones, he was moving shaky. You know, I so said the evidence came to light, but don't worry. Pep, your recall <laughs> is loading. Hey, see, you already got a lot going on, man. You might as well add to it. How many charges they got? 130 something. My goodness. Yeah, man, just just add this one to it. I'm going to see the leaked emails. He got oh, yeah. and it's good. <laughs> hey, but lads, thank you for jumping on, man. This has been uh, a good one. We've delved into the world of strikers and... You know, we might have to make this a little thing. See see what midfielders and defenders are saying. But, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, listeners, also thank you for making it here. Please follow us on all social media platforms. All at Ballers Corner. Do you say hold on? I said all of them. All of them. At Ballers Corner. That's B-A-L-L-R-S Corner. Corner. Let us know what you think about the current situation of strikers. You know, why didn't why didn't Carell make it? Because we, we know he's a number nine. Me? What? Bro, you know what's mad? What? You know what's mad? <laughs> I swear to... Bro, it was like Space Jam, bro. One day, the, the Monsters came and took my powers, bro. <laughs> I, I was on track to the prem. One day, I just woke up, bro. Two left feet. I said, oh, that's crazy. But in another yeah. life, in another life... Bro, this podcast would be shot in like a studio, mm. like Canary, 
you know, using my football money. I'll be talking the things of what's going on in the changing rooms, Lovely. you know, the national team, uh, you know, but I'm a civilian. One day, man, it's never too late. You know what, yeah? I'm not even going to say who are you like. What strikers like you, fam? Hey. <laughs> Bro. Bro, okay, I can't lie. When, when... I'll, I'll I'll put it this way: it, when I actually did play as a striker at whatever level I did when I was young, when I was young, young, like the main guys I actually modelled my game of was Balotelli, um, Zlatan. You got a bit of petulance to you, huh? Benz and yeah. Cavani. Petulance, uh, maybe yeah, not petulance or Cavani. Like, uh, bad attitude, fam. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was both. I was both. <laughs> Spotlight. They they were like the like the main guys I actually modeled my game off. Like when I was yo- when I was young. Now, if you see me a little five side thing, I'm, I'm basically I'm on a Lukaku thing, in it. Just give it to me. I'll pin, roll, and <laughs> shoot, bro. No safety. No Coming at Leo Messi like Messi. I don't miss these shots. Robin coming too techie, too techie, controlling the dots. Bro's moving the cane like Levy, like Levy, by the cane on ups. I'm in the baller's corner, get bored up if you talk on us. Coming like Leo Messi, like Messi, I don't miss these shots. Robin coming too techie, too techie, controlling the dots. Bro's moving the cane like Levy, like Levy, by the cane on ups. I'm in the baller's corner, get bored up if you talk on us.